were wild and happy. Some of the grays were the wild grays. And Kiki na art. <laughs> Hello. Hello, we're back, and we have the wonderful. Kirna, if you're nasty. Kirna, if you're nasty, if you're bold. Kirna, if you're my mummy. Tala in the house. Yeah. How's How it going? Not too bad. Coming in. Yeah. All this, good. This is our little ch- new chat. Your chat, our I'm favorite artist. Artist. Art. Yeah, we're both check wearing Kiki. Out. Yeah, look, check it out. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you wear your own merch? Or? All the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Well, it's not really merch. It's my stuff. Like, cause it's I'm not advertising. You know, you know, the merch is kind of advertising something. It's my jewelry that I make, so I wear it. Uh, just, just about right. like normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just. Yeah. Out and about. I, I love s- your glasses, by the way. Someone wears glasses. I mean, you. I know. Yeah. I wear my glasses. I was going to wear. Talk about that. So actually, that I, I was going to get uh, advice on what to wear. What, what glasses to well, buy? Anything other than Jeffrey Dahmer. I know these inspired. are very Darmery. I need to get. Now. And they're from Kylie Minogue. Yeah, Kylie. She'd be dirty. She'd be dirty. <laughs> I don't think she done dirty. I think they're lovely on you. I, I think, think they're, they're nice. part. Of, they're part of your look. Yeah, but I do uh, like the colourful stuff. It's good. Well, with these, uh, no, because a friend of mine said to me years ago, glasses you wear them on your face, so uh, yeah, they uh, accessory on. Well, yeah. not just like, because it's on your face and everybody sees your face all the time. Yeah. So yeah. it has to look good. So spend yeah. a bit of money on yeah. your on your the thing that everybody sees straight away. Yeah. And what a beautiful face it is. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's get into talking about you. Let's start from the beginning. Yes. Was when it... when did you first start calling yourself an artist? Or can you remember when you first were like, oh shit, I'm really but good. But actually at I want to go back a little bit more to say when did you first create a piece? Of art or drawing, where did it, like did you start at drawing or as, as a child or whatever like that? You know. Well, no, my dad's an artist. Yeah. So when yeah. I was uh, was an artist, he passed away. But when I was oh, growing up, I um thanks a million. When I when I was growing up, uh, I was always encouraged. I love drawing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so you know, like when you're a teenager, sometimes you're like, oh, I don't do this. This is a pain. Mm. So um, I just basically uh was applying for you know colleges and. My dad says to me and my mom were like, just throw everything down on the list. You know, the CAO for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, fill it all. Fill every single bit of it because, you know, you won't get your first options or whatever. So I think I put somewhere on number fucking nine on my uh, diploma option was um, uh, art college in Galway. And they called me up to uh, have a look at my portfolio and I didn't have one. And my aunt had just died and my dad was like, oh, listen, stay off school and we'll go through it. So all my copy books were ripped out, the back of them, all the drawings of fashion and stuff I'd done. And I put them into a portfolio and then went down to Galway on my own. And I was lucky I got the textiles tutor, Seamus, and he uh, saw all my drawings because I used to love drawing Star Trek fashion and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. And so uh, he accepted me into textiles. I ended up studying paint and uh, years later he gave out to me about it in Grogan's, funny enough. Oh, no. But uh, yeah, so I I ended up in Galway then for four years in GMIT in the, you know, up on, I don't know whether you know, doing where. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, I ended yeah. up there for uh, four years doing art. And then when I finished that, I uh, went out to Vietnam for another six or seven years. And then when I got back here, I was on the dole because it was the, the recession had just happened. Mm-hmm. So I was on the dole for a while. And then I just started messing about making stuff in my in my bedroom and then uh, making jewellery my sister I, I loved all like icons and stuff yeah. so I just started first I started making it with sellotape you know like sticking drawing a picture and sticking a, a, a face of oh, somebody oh, I love yeah, down yeah. and then yeah, you know so like yeah eventually I 
figured it out. So yeah. and then uh, it got me through obviously being on the dole and, and then I, I was able to get the back to what's it called? Back that, to work well, back scheme to enterprise scheme. That one. Like that. Oh, yeah. And then one. after that I was able to then uh, go on and go on and uh, make a few bob. Be an artist. Well, be an artist yeah. and be an entrepreneur. Really, it's great. And uh, yeah. so it's, it's so because like, how how meaningful is it to you to be your own boss kind of thing? Um, Have your own time. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think I can work. Well, I ca- I can work for people, but every job I've ever worked for, I've threatened to walk out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they've all asked me to come back, so that's a good one. Oh, that is um, good, yeah. But no, I I think I'm I'm be- I'm I'm a little bit kind of strong in my own mind sometimes. Yeah. And the older I get, the more I'm like that. So I kind of, as much as I'm kind of easy on and soft in my own way, I, when it comes to what I want, I can be very Capricorn. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, now working for myself is so important. And I'm at, a pl- I'm at a place now where I'm at a kind of transitional place with what I'm doing. So I'm loving doing the jewellery, but I've been doing it for eight years seven eight years so it's like that seven year rich kind of place mm-hmm. where I'm, I'm ready to expand and do other stuff mm-hmm. and uh, I think there's loads happening in Dublin you know even like the likes of yourselves and what you are doing and yeah you know there's there's so much to explore there's so much to do so I'm kind of like I'm stick obviously always gonna do art but it's yeah. it's where I go with that like last year I done you know stage pieces we saw the, the one jo- you made yeah, for Lady Gaga. Yeah. Hopefully, put a picture here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah. there. Um, the one with the Sheila. Sheila and a gig. Yeah. We should ask her to borrow that for Bridget's Flaming. Actually. actually, yeah, we yeah, should. That is um, a good one. That is incredible. Actually, we could piece. put that up in the in the fumbly that night. Actually, people yeah. can put their. I can't wait for that. By the way, yes. that'd be great night. I feel like that's my marker for winter's over. Yeah, I think yeah. Bridget's Day has changed things because I always hated up until uh, St. Patrick's Day. I was always like, that period. It's just mm. misery. Yeah. And then this year it's like, oh, so we have this new big celebration in the middle of it all. And that's great because it's the start of spring. So I'm really looking forward to the Yeah, I think show. it feels yeah. like um, it's going to be... Yeah, I, I, I finally a celebration of women in art, women in film, women in you know theatre. Lots of just finally, it's it's a Manana here and rise up and all. Oh, rise up! And would you I say think, like feminism and like because a lot of your icons in your jewelry tend to be women or female? Oh women. yeah, like I grew up with really like in the eighties. My parents were the weirdos who were like um didn't have religion. You know, I used to be like, why can't I be religious? I don't want to go to hell, mom and dad. Really? Yeah. So uh, I had those. You're parents. going anyway. Sir. Yeah, yeah. Well, I says, well, I might as well. So but, uh, up in Jobstown and Tallaght, you know, so it was a real working class area, very uh, all new families, new estate. And uh, I went to an Irish school up there. They had a tiny little prefab Irish school. And um, yeah, so I my parents were really different and my mom was a feminist. I remember my mom bought a book for us when we were kids called Fairy Tales for Feminists. Aww. And one of the poems in it was about C- Cinderella. And it was like, one day my prince will come and carry me away, but my social life's so hectic, I hope I'm in that day. <laughs> and that was like me reading that in a little, you know, kid's book when I was about, called Fairy Tales for Feminists when I was about 10. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I've always had uh, parents who uh, thought outside the box. And, and now all of my friends are all like, oh, I feel like my parents were born a generation ahead of themselves. Mm. So a lot of my friends, the ideals that they would have in parenting and how they go about things would be very similar. And the mentality they'd have and their social care would be very similar too. Uh, my parents mm-hmm. back in the 80s but they were on their own even in their family and all they were very yeah. much it's to be like an well you know to be non-religious definitely is a 
Oh, in the 80s, you know. And then I went to marry the Catholic Vietnamese man. Uh, And I was like, you managed to marry the only non-Catholic Irish woman. (laughs) His mom was like, what? You're marrying a foreigner and she's not Catholic? And she's Irish and not Catholic? But it sounds like you had really supportive parents. And actually, we were speaking to Tig. Uh, Sexy Tig was in here as well. And we think it's it's quite important to an artist because sometimes in Ireland, it's out of fear or love that parents yeah. can be like not as supportive of a you know not well I always think that I was, road yeah option. I think I was privileged um not monetarily privileged privileged because I grew up in working class Dublin in Jobstown and that was very hard mm-hmm. you know it really was you did here lots of crap outside fights on the streets and drugs and my parents were on the residence association and there was so much happening in that area so much uh trouble mm. it was a, it was a difficult place to grow up in um but so money wise I wasn't privileged but definitely uh emotionally supportive and I think like I remember when I was a kid my mom and dad were like you know whatever you want to do when you're older just like do it a hundred percent you know yeah. and that's what we believe you have to give it a hundred percent and I was like little cheeky shy <laughs> and I was like well what if I wanted to be a prostitute and my mom was like <laughs> well give it a hundred percent you know what I mean so Legend. they were very uh but they were very strict as well so I did nice have, balance. yeah, I did have very supportive, but also very, very strict parents. And I think it was just, I think it's just what parents are doing now. It's it's really basic and it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. Just say to your kids, look, we love you. You can do it. We support you mm-hmm. and we'll do our best to an- allow you to do the things that you want. It's just really, um, it's love. And I don't like saying the word unconditional because, you know, but love should be unconditional. Mm-hmm. There should be rules and regulations, but accepting kids because kids are you now I worked with kids for 16 years and I worked for Christina Noble out in Vietnam um wow. which is a big yeah. charity children's mm-hmm. charity I don't know if you've read her book but it's uh no. pretty amazing I, I read about her hands. though you know I haven't read the book I might write but yeah she's do read the book and there's a film about her as well yeah 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 our old pal so yeah so there's anyone there ah you do there's just the best but um yeah so working for Christina and working with the kids and all. You see a lot, you know what I mean? And like a lot of the kids, there's nature versus nurture. So you're looking at, you know, 30 kids in cots, all kind of being raised the same, you know, with the nurses and stuff. And then you've got like their nature and their nurture and how they're nurtured and how like the nature of some kids, like some kids can be harder to, not to love, but to connect with because they're maybe a little bit whinier or a little bit more. And that's just the personality you know, so it's kind of like I think when you when you're with kids, you kind of have to take them on an individual level. So when you're, I imagine, um, parenting. Well, I'd say I know a bit, even though I'm not a parent. I would yeah. know a fair amount, but um, just kind of supporting and loving them for whoever they are. And sometimes kids might not work out the way you wanted them to, or they might have yeah. something different. But if you just keep at that, keep like loving and supporting and keep trying to yeah. eventually you're going to break them down to they're like there's no point you know this is this yeah. is because it's kind of like fighting a wave all the time you know what I mean sometimes you have to yeah no that's lovely insight I really like that I just wanted to ask you as well I know that you you said your father passed away do you think how how long ago was that was it it was three years ago and I have oh, to say the last three years have been uh I'm only coming out with something that's why even with yeah, Kiki I'm starting like, to transition yes. yeah. yeah and he was like he wasn't just a dad I know this sounds real tacky but he was kind of my best mate as well like yeah. even last yeah. night I was looking at some drawings I'd done and I was like geez I'd love to because when you put something on the internet it loses something 
And so I have these beautiful drawings and when I put them up, I just feel like it's almost like not cheapening them, but it's like they don't look as good. And mm. so you want to show somebody physically, you know, the physicality of the because I don't use digital work as much anymore I, or ever. I hand draw and I, I love the <coughs> the craft of that. So um, and the artistry of that. So I, uh, I had the physical physical pieces and I was like the one person in this world that I would love to show these to and go hear feedback and all that kind of stuff was my dad. So, I mean, the good thing is, I think we're starting to talk about grief a little bit more than we used to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's really important. I think a lot of the, the hurt that people carry into this world and they act out on that hurt comes from uh, no, a lack of acknowledgement. So you lose somebody and you're supposed to be in work a month later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, how are you supposed to, you know, unless unless it's it's deeply tragic and then you're given a bit more time. But even if it's a, a simple loss of somebody dying, you know, and, and you're as prepared as you can be. Mm. Like, I mean, that person was a massive part of your life. And then all of a sudden you're supposed to just be like, yeah. whilst inside your whole, it, it, it reshapes you. Mm. and it, it changes it, it changes who you are so for me the last three years have been kind of difficult and it's only I think year three that you start kind of uh, there's something about shock. three isn't it it's coming out of the yeah. shock of the initial yeah because you are still shocked yeah. and yeah. adjusting and stuff and then you have to start accepting and that's kind of hard really real like the more time goes on actually the more you're kind of like oh this is actually yeah. very real and yeah. the more kind of hurt yeah because you you're, you're you can almost seek comfort in the grief because you have an excuse for your behavior or yeah. why you're feeling the way you you're feel feeling. connected to that love that you yeah. felt because it's now pain. Yeah. You know, so the pain equals to the love or yeah, whatever. Exactly. But would you say, would you say it, it affected you as an artist or affected your... Massively, yeah, art? absolutely. Well, I think the thing is that like um, that privilege thing I had where I was always kind of supported. I think sometimes the higher the horse, the harder the fall. Oh. Uh, because I wasn't expecting such adversity or to feel such feelings. Yeah. Um, however, I wouldn't change it and I wouldn't bring them back, even though that's really hard to say because the stuff I've learned is too valuable and the stuff I've been able to help other people with on their journey. Mm. Um, you know, I have one friend who has uh, terminal cancer at the minute. And so yeah. even just uh, having the understanding that I have to be able to to help that friend in that place is you know what I mean like so it's like um it's like crap happens in life and really hard things happen but in the middle of those really hard things are really beautiful and bright moments and so like Mm -hmm. even with my friend who's sick we're having such great times and and they're so valuable because actually all we have is now yeah Mm -hmm. and then when when someone's gone or when things have changed they've changed and so it's like uh, a friend of mine I'd done a little illustration it was like uh, when life gets hard change perspective yes I saw that the upside yeah and and for me it was a simple conversation that we were having but I was like how do you change perspective and it's like well you do. You just have to. So you when you're being anyway. when you're being hard on yourself about something or you're feeling really down, just go, is there another way I can I can take this on? So like even with grief or death or whatever, that's really sad. There's nothing you can do about it. But uh you can change your perspective so you can look at, you know, how um how would you, how would you go about like looking at the overall 
state of life or what is death you know you know like mm. maybe it's so great that we'd all want to be there if we knew about it you know yeah, I think it's the ones that are left behind that kind of have to yeah you know. it's just hard being yeah. human yeah it is a great time. I think a whole podcast needs to be done on grief as well because yeah. I think it's something that well I'm sure there's loads out there well, we, we actually have one before this we we have good grief episodes of our oh podcast very good brilliant lockdown we yeah, were you know lockdown. we were just on our own I'm, I'm saving yours you know when you have oh, yeah. And you don't want to, you don't want to binge. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send you the older ones, the good grief ones. If anybody yeah. wants to take a listen, to them. I will. Yeah, but that, you that might was find our, something from them because like. we found that as well. We actually have something to you know lose. I lost my brother really young, and I think that was my only. You know, it, it was like a little bit like your dad, like that. We had a really close. He was really my someone I looked up to a lot, yeah. and I just and being the oldest in the family, it was just gone. It was wiped out. It was very weird. You know, mm. this. Uh, suddenly your direction is you're just gone in a completely mm. different direction and to just to that and then but it's still it my, my father great silver linings though yeah you know? like well, fucked up silver linings well, one thing, you better perspective here's a really weird silver lining like yeah. my dad lost his brother to suicide at 24 oh. and um thomas and uh so even my language i wouldn't use commit suicide i'd use die by suicide, suicide yeah. and so i grew up uh my mom was pregnant with me when he died And so my whole life I grew up knowing about suicide and knowing about depression. And in some way I've been around a lot of people who have had depression or had, you know, suicidal thoughts or have tried. um, And I've, I've been able to help and be there for them. And so maybe me growing up in that environment where I'm not afraid to talk about it or I'm afraid to, I'm not afraid to engage or be there for somebody going through it and I have an understanding whereas other people run away mm, even hard. though the loss of my uncle is is great and and horrible somebody who was his sister-in-law who's pregnant at that time that baby grew up to really take this on as something that is per- close to me so it's made me be able to be there for other people so there's ripple effects that you don't know about yeah, with I'd sadness like and grief. Hope that yeah. everyone's death has a beautiful effects on yeah. the people that they leave behind. Mm. You know, that's what I would hope. Anyway, well, it's true. I mean, I think that that's what we—that was our initial thought. Like as well, we want to be able to talk to people because we're able. Which yeah, somehow, and we mm. can just we use humor and through dark comedy. And dark and comedy humor as well. Dark like, comedy is what gets you through it. Yeah, I love an old joke. Like when yeah. people ask me about my sister, and I'm always like, "Well, you know, luckily for me, uh, she was the pretty one." <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. I'm glad. Or I'm sorry. I meant to say, uh, really sorry to both of you because oh, uh, I think with my dad being a little bit older, as much as I was super close to him and you know all that, um, I do think losing somebody at young at a young age, mm. it uh, I'd say it re reconnects the brain in a different way sometimes because it's different elements. Yeah, but grief is hard in any case really but I think the perspective it does I certainly am like well I'll do what I want with my life you know my brother yes. died by accident so yeah, yeah. this was just yeah. totally random and it could be yeah. it could be any of us tomorrow. could be any of us yeah, yeah. it's being artist <laughs> just do what you want well, to do well that's true like no, and I, really look helps. at the three of us are talking about something really sad here mm. but at the same time look at us we're living our true selves we're our th- we are authentic we are we are authentic in what we're doing. We're not afraid. Money isn't everything. Mm. You know, we we realize a di- we, we have a different value system. And for me, it's like I'm not rich in monetary, but I am so rich in life. So and rich. I can see that in you. And I was talking to Doc, my husband, last night, and we were both just saying, uh, I was just talking about you guys and talking about how there's such a beautiful community of people. 
And, you know, we've suffered. And even if you look at women at the minute and what we've gone through, that there's a power in us now that... Mm. Oh, there's a fire so, indeed. There's a fire. There's nothing a, to lose. There's a bridge. Yeah, nothing to yeah, lose. Sure, we've well, lot, exactly. Bridges, been there. We've been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. Can't lose it's any like worse. We in Growler will have her a, a guest who we we talk about that the web that we're weaving of these the coven, uh, the coven of absolutely brilliant women the like coven yourself. Is strong. <laughs> and thanks very much, Rob. That was just lovely to chat. And uh, yeah, that was quick. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, yeah, it's a, it, the time flies. I tell you. Uh, we have, um, I have. A, I, I would like just one very closing, oh, yeah, closing statement. I I would love for you to give any advice to any other artists that might be listening. Like any bit of advice you could give to someone who wants to do what you were doing or who wants. My to... advice that I give to my friends with kids, right? <laughs> and this is what I give with art, and it's a funny one is if, if I had a kid and my kid said, oh, I want to be an artist, I'd be like, grand, uh, train as a carpenter or train as a plumber or train as something that you can uh, do that's physical. We're, we're crying out for that work. Yeah. I and mean, I wish I could do that work. I wish I could fix the, uh, my own plumbing in my house yeah. and not have to hire someone to come in for like 300 quid for 20 minutes work. Mm -hmm. But if I was getting 300 quid for 20 minutes work, I'd work as a plumber two days a week and the rest of the time I'd do the art. So I always say like, art is not easy and there's so many artists and especially with the internet, there's so much out there. Mm. And that's amazing because we get to access more which makes us better at our, at our skill sets. And you know, there's a lucky few who just go like that overnight and they're famous. But mm. for me, it's kind of like, have a side hustle. You know, because it's important and it means in this society we live in, everything's so expensive, mm -hmm. even if you are making loads of money off your art. But with art, you could get a commission like this last year for me, it was like one big job and then feast or famine. Right. And then I'd be have to budget that to get me through. Whereas yeah. if I had a job that I could just tap into and go, do you know what? I'll build a cabinet for somebody yeah. or I'll, I'll take on two days plumbing work just to have a few bob and I, I can still work for myself and I can still pick my hours. Yeah. I would say for anybody, who, and I know it's not romantic, like, mm. because it's not. I know. I, and I love being an artist and I wouldn't change anything about it at all. Mm. And I would recommend anybody do it. It's the most enriching thing in your life. But I like a bit of logic as well. Yeah. And yeah, I think you have to have Capricorn. a bit about Capricorn, Capricorn again. Yeah, I know. Become a plumber. Become a carpenter. <laughs> and become a more Capricorn as a girl. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or become a stripper. There's Something. There's yeah. Actually, so, but do it 100% as a Yeah. Do it 100%. Yeah. You heard it here now. Do it on Whatever you do. Whatever you do. do it 100%, 100 from me ma. With your heart. Actually, that's first. somebody you should interview as me ma. She's yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, she's the legendary mother I want to be adopted. But anyway, we'll hopefully chat to you again soon. Thanks. And thanks for And I'll coming. see you at the Bridget Day Yay. in the Fumbly. I'm so looking forward Beyond to it. Bridget. Okay. Yo. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thank Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh.